Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. And England are out of the World Cup. West Germany are through to the final on penalty kicks. One of the interesting things about there being no actual football right now is seeing how football media, on the whole, cope with the fact that there is no football. Simulated leagues, retro games, best kit polls, pretty much everything has been tried over the last few weeks and we're only three weeks in. In other words, there's more shit being thrown at the wall right now than in a meeting between Daniel Levy and his accountant. And that's because the public has an insatiable desire for football in whatever form it comes. This was proven 100% this week when the footballing public briefly went crazy over a video of Bernardo Silva flipping a pancake in slow motion, in which he declared himself the pancake master. Why did everyone go crazy over the video? Was it because he dropped the pancake? No. Because it seems that he must have spent the last 40 days since Pancake Day perfecting the perfect flip? No. Is it because when you reverse the audio, it sounds like some kind of secret demonic message about Manchester City's FFP? I mean, that could be a confession, but I don't think it is. People went crazy because the pancake he chose to flip looked a little bit burnt. Such was the outcry on social media afterwards, demanding that he hand back his self-proclaimed pancake crown that Bernardo was forced into making a second tweet of clarification, which read, It's a chocolate and banana pancake. So not that burned, just a little bit. I guess he's getting kind of used to making apologies on Twitter right now. But ladies and gentlemen, that is where we are with football news. Weirdly, Pancake Gates overshadowed a bit of real news this week when a load of Premier League footballers decided that they wanted to do something good to help other people during the coronavirus pandemic. A whole raft of Premier League players have launched something that they're calling hashtag players together because you can't really do anything good in this world without a catchy hashtag, right? The initiative promises to help raise funds for those helping to fight the coronavirus on the front line, i.e. the NHS, and it is undoubtedly a good thing. And a much better idea than the suggested popping 30% of player wages back into the already bulging pockets of Premier League clubs. Although, it is worth pointing out that not every single Premier League player has got involved in this. Some clubs have as few as two professional players signing up to the scheme right now, mentioning no names. Norwich City! And the details of exactly how much, when and where all this investment will be is a little bit vague right now. It's like a positive version of an angry dad shouting, If you don't start to behave yourself, you're gonna regret it. It feels like it could have an impact at some point, but it really needs a little bit more detail and probably isn't gonna have any impact until action is actually taken. In terms of what they do with the funds, when you look at the collective weight of all the players involved, then they really could do something massively impressive. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that all the players and all the money raised could club together and build an actual bloody hospital. Imagine that. A real life hospital paid for by those very same Premier League players who are constantly labelled as greedy, money-grabbing idiots. Not only would that be quite something and a force for good, it would also be one hell 
of a get-out-of-jail-free card. I mean, can anyone ever really slag you off ever again when you've paid for a life-saving hospital out of your own pocket? You're going to be thinking about that last-minute miss over and over again, I'd imagine. It would have been easier to score, wouldn't it? Yeah, mate, but I did build a hospital. Fair point, but that tackle on their number eight at the end. You had no intention of winning the ball there, did you? Hospital! Right, yes. Before you go, any comments on those tabloid images we saw this weekend? Of you, Kate Middleton, and that camel? Hospital, mate. Built it. Thanks for your time. Here's your Man of the Match award. Football, for the most part, is reacting pretty well and pretty responsibly, apart from a few stupid bastards here and there. And if you're going to have a bastard competition, well, you better believe that Jose Mourinho wants in. That's just his winning mentality. Whilst the whole of the sport remains in lockdown, Jose Mourinho decided to use the old surely that rule doesn't apply to me excuse when it came to self-isolation. Tottenham's players have been reminded of their responsibilities by the club during the coronavirus lockdown after some were working out in a public park. Davinson Sanchez and Ryan Sessegnon were seen running together. We understand that Jose Mourinho was there and he gave them brief instructions speaking from a two metre distance. Mourinho was also giving midfielder Tonki and Dombele a one-on-one -on -one coaching session nearby, observing social distancing. Absolutely mental. Also, just how fit is Ndombele that Jose is willing to risk a deadly virus just to make him do a few jumping jacks in a local park? It is a little bit unfair when you think about it. I mean, Carl Walker was absolutely hammered for his lockdown-breaking sex party last week, and this week Tottenham have just been reminded of their responsibilities. Mm -hmm. After all, at the end of the day... They were both just getting a sweat on amongst some bushes, right? Right! <clears throat> Maybe we shouldn't be too surprised that Mourinho would pull off this kind of thing. After all, he is an incredibly intense man. Even his online Zoom training sessions end up sounding like a rabble-rousing speech before a big battle in a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Five minutes touching the ball. If you have a wall or if you have a person in your house, if you have a garden, go to the garden. Look, footballers, in fact everyone, stop it. Stop going out, stop doing stupid things, just stay in and go back to making fucking TikTok videos or whatever it is you're doing with your spare time, alright? One of the more entertaining stories this week was the escalation of the two-date, very one-sided, feud between Paul Pogba and Graham Souness. Graham Souness has historically been absolutely at the front of the queue for the last few seasons when it came to slagging off Manchester United's record signing. He's accused him of looking too cool, trying to be too clever, not having the right haircut, not playing when injured, being selfish and being black. Okay, he might not have actually said the last one, but I'm pretty sure it's implied. You're not agreeing with me. To sum up, in general, Sunus doesn't like Pogba and doesn't make a secret of the fact that he doesn't like Pogba. And this week, on Manchester United's official podcast, Pogba got the chance to hit back. If they want to speak, they're allowed to speak. Yeah. That's their job. If I you was know. you, I'd have sent Graham Sunus a picture of myself with the World Cup trophy. Me, I didn't know who he was, really. Yeah. I heard he was a great player. I know the face, but <laughs> the, the name. It's a good diss, isn't it? It's meeting the boyfriend of the girl you fancy at work and getting their name just a little bit wrong to belittle them. It's that kind of thing. Really wind them up. 
It's either that or Pogba really, genuinely doesn't care what a pundit he hasn't really heard of before thinks. So yeah, it's probably the latter, isn't it? Not that that was going to stop Soonus wading into the argument again when Jamie Carragher questioned him about Pogba's statement, which he did on Sky Sports and pulled a really weird flex at the same time. I think when you're when you're a player, you've certainly got to be respectful, certainly, of, of certain players with certain opinions at different times. And at times, you have to take that criticism on the chin. So to come out and say you've never heard of Graham Soonus, I thought was you know really was below the belt. <laughs> I'm happy with that. The oldest thing in football comes to mind. Put your medals on the table. It's weird enough that you want to have a table measuring contest in public, particularly when you look at the size of Pogba's house in his Insta stories. I bet he's got one of them flashy extender dining tables. But it's an even weirder decision when you actually do compare the pair's medal halls. Sure, Graham Sooners has 15 medals to Paul Pogba's 11. But Paul Pogba's hall includes a World Cup winner's medal, whilst the angry Scotsman is counting a second division title and a few League Cups in his 15. If this goes on any longer, then Soonis is going to be calling out Paul Pogba for his year six swimming certificates. You see, I've got the badge with a little fishy on it. What's he got? A crab on his? That's just a lack of dedication, if you ask me. Finally, if you want some real proof that the current global situation is the actual end of the world, then look no further than events up in the northeast. After many, many, many false dawns and suggestions that hell would freeze over before it happened, it would appear that the takeover of Newcastle United by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia is coming closer to completion. Reports claim that a recent submission to Companies House suggests that the talks to buy the club are nearing fruition, which will be music to the ears of the Geordie faithful who will do just about anything to rid themselves of Mike Ashley. Do bear in mind there is still a very long way to go in this scenario and anything could happen given Ashley's willingness to pack up his ball and go home if things don't go the exact way he wants, which is still a distinct possibility. You might recall that this consortium described Ashley as a volatile individual during the first round of negotiations. Get that, a Middle Eastern sovereign state describing Mike Ashley as volatile. Surely that's the kind of criticism that you have to take seriously. It's like RuPaul telling you that you're a bit over the top and, and need to tone it down a bit. Congratulations, you're the winner of this challenge. But if it does go through, the only bad news for Newcastle fans at the moment is they can't go out on the streets and celebrate like they probably want to. Fair play to Ashley though. He might have been told that he can't keep his sports shops open because giant sports direct mugs don't really count as essential items. But it looks like he might have shifted 300 million pounds worth of football club. It is right now all looking very good, but I can't help thinking that it's all really going to kick off when the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia works out he's spent 300 million on a cargo ship full of Gola trainers and a load of Lonsdale pants. Thank you very much for listening to another On The Left Side, the funny, sometimes football show. If you like what you hear, click subscribe. You get the next episode as soon as it's ready. And please do, at the moment, leave us a review on iTunes or however you listen to podcasts. Let's face it, you've got nothing else to do. It's leave us a review or go and watch one of those dodgy videos in the bathroom for a bit and leaving the reviews the healthy option there. We'll see you next time for another dose of football funny. Take care. See you later. On the Left Side was written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson, wasn't it? Hospital, mate. Right, yeah, but... 
additional voices were provided by Kieran Sword, weren't they? I built a hospital. Yeah, we... Never mind. Never mind. Did I tell you I built a hospital? Yes. Hospital, mate. Built it.